Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Bases loaded. Here comes the 1-1. Goldschmidt grounds one softly to short. Fielded by Horner. The flip to Morell at second. Throw to first in time. Double play. And the Cubs get out of the jam. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. And always live on the free Odyssey app presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Welcome back. It's Inside the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Thank you for joining us this morning. Nice to talk baseball on a Saturday morning where it's in the teens in Chicago. And time now to go out to Arizona, where Bruce is and where our next guest is. And joining us now on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline is Nico Horner, CircaLasVegas.com. Good morning, Nico. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Thanks Doing for joining well. us. Really appreciate it. We know that uh, you're, you're out there staying warm. We appreciate you joining us. And I wonder quickly, before we get to the baseball stuff, Stanford guy, growing up in the Bay, was the 49er loss tough for you to take, or did you grow up a Raider fan? <laughs> I, uh, I'm from Oakland, so I grew up a Raiders fan, but when they when they moved to Vegas, I was uh, kind of over it at this point, so I guess I'm a free agent. I'll be a bandwagon fan, I guess, from here out for a little bit. Bears. Nico, uh, really uh, appreciate you joining us this morning. Uh, I, I wonder, when you look around uh, the locker room, uh, Right now, there's, you know, position players starting to come in. It's all pitchers and catchers right now. But what do you see now as a, a young veteran when you come into the clubhouse? What do you look at when you first come in that might be different from the time when you were a rookie or a first or second year player? Yeah, I, I think I think there's a lot of times when you're um, younger in camp and obviously, you know, looking to make a team or solidify a spot, like it's so easy to just like focus on yourself all the time and get like caught up in a lot of things. But what's really nice this time of year is um, I feel like I'm in a healthier perspective where I'm seeing guys and just catching up and it's really excited to see friends more than in the past and players that I've started to have been able to play with for a couple years on end now. And that's when it, it really starts to get fun when you kind of have years on end with guys and um, see their own development and um, see what they worked on in the offseason and talk about that. And uh, I just really enjoy that part of it. Last year at this time, you were adjusting for a move back to second base. Dansby Swanson had arrived and things went well. You took full advantage of that opportunity and that move. Now I wonder what changes about your focus? What, when you report to spring training, are there little things that you want to work on? Certainly you study this uh, it's your career you know where you need to improve what you need to improve what's the approach this spring training for Nico Horner 
yeah, I mean, I think uh, a huge part of the success I had last year and and the year before just um, just being available, being healthy, and um, being on the field as much as you possibly can. I know Ian and Dansby and, and other position guys take a lot of pride in that, and um, you know I'm learning how to do that best myself. So I was able to do that at a pretty high level last year, but a lot of the off season is just preparing yourself mentally and physically for the the length of the season and just being at your the best version of yourself you can be over that entire time so you know that's at the heart of a lot of it um as far as my game itself you know, i i you know it was obviously amazing to win the gold glove last year but i felt like i i left a lot of outs on the field last year as a as a second baseman so um definitely uh dialing in some some work with jonathan moda our infield guy and then you know always improving um all parts of the game Nico, what are the Bellinger whispers like in the clubhouse? And with that, I ask with all due respect, you know, the fact that he's still out there trying to get a contract, that he had such a great impact on his teammates and the team last year, that the hope is that he does come back. But what, what, what are the whispers like uh, that among you and your teammates so far when it comes to Bellinger and, uh, you know, kind of ignoring that he's, still out there, but at the same time, you know, wishing that uh, he, he can be a, an addition again. Yeah, it's it's no secret um, that he is, you know, loved in our clubhouse and even just after one year had a really profound impact on, on our group, uh, both, you know, on the field and off. So um, obviously everyone's wanting him to come back and, and wishing the best for him no matter what. Um, but it's you know none of us know what's going to happen. I think we've all kind of given him his his space and respect for this process that he's earned. Um, but yeah, I think that, that the mentality is definitely even if there is an it, even if there is an elephant in the room, the mentality is definitely um, you know just focusing on on what we have immediately in front of us and the guys that are are in the locker room. And if that includes him, that would obviously be amazing. But um, there's a lot of uh, room for improvement just within what we have in the group ourselves. We know you got to spend some time with Craig Council at the Cub Convention, but now that it's on the job and in uniform and on the field and just around the clubhouse, what have been your first impressions of the new Cubs manager? Um, I, I like he's very blunt. His commu- his communication is very um, to the point, and I think he he thinks very clearly and then and then communicates that way. And I think. You know, obviously, as a manager, there's there's difficult conversations that come up throughout a year. But um, you know, the more transparent you can be, uh, the better, I think. And it seems like he's definitely is on on that end of it. And then also just the amount that, um, in just brief conversations so far, how much he emphasizes, um, you know, continuity within the group, guys getting along, uh, you know, a sense of culture. And obviously, everyone uses that word, but um, I think he has a, a good grasp of what that means for himself and. Um, obviously, we're a, we're a team that has uh, a great talent in the upper minor league levels right now, and so starting to create a sense of what it what it means to be here as a Cub and expectations, so that when guys are are called up, um, you know they can step right in and be the best version of themselves. You uh, you have had to listen to me and a few others talk about uh, whether or not you want to hit more home runs or not, whether more power is something you want. There, you know, there's a old adage in baseball: if it's not, it's, it's not broken. Don't try to fix it. You're already an all-star caliber player, who brings an awful lot to your team every day. How do you balance those two thought processes? Yeah, it's an interesting thing, right? When, um, you know, some 
you're able to do things at this level that are effective and obviously we all we all want more and I you know I hope I always feel that way and want to improve my game um but obviously you don't want to take for granted the things that you've done well your whole life too so um that's where I think improvement um is pretty gradual in a lot of ways and I think for it to be genuine it's gonna it things take time um you know last year offensively I was able to help produce runs between you know getting on base at a little higher clip um running the base as well and um you know hit well with runners in scoring position but there's a lot there's a lot more there um for me I don't know how what that translates to as far as a number of home runs or extra base hits but you know, if I'm able to improve in that area, obviously I bring a ton more value to our team and help us score a lot more runs. So I know that I can. I've always set out to be a, a, a well-rounded player, and, and I am in a lot of ways. But um, like you mentioned, that's obviously my, my biggest room for improvement. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to get going in spring. I think I actually have my first live at-bats today. So I'll let you know if I hit any homers. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. We'll, be, we'll be checking <laughs> on that, Nico. So you go back to 2018, your first-round draft pick out of Stanford, and – lot of excitement about you coming into the organization and you fly up the system 15 months later you're in a major league lineup for the Cubs at the end of the 2019 season and you could say a lot of things about rushing prospects to the big leagues but your results since that point have been exhibit a of why sometimes it does work and I wonder how this fits into the context of Cubs fans conversations Cubs officials conversations Nico about Matt Shaw one of your teammates who oh, yeah. has been a first rounder and elevate, rose quickly last year, and now maybe, now maybe he's learning third base, and that could be a guy that they kind of. Are there parallels to be drawn? And do you ta- find yourself ever talking to Matt Shaw about the path that you took? Yeah, so his locker is um, two down from mine on the left, so I've gotten to talk to him a pretty good amount over the last two weeks, and been really nice to get to know him. Just impressed by his just kind of confidence, um, willingness to ask questions, learn, and um, seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders. But, yeah, as far as, you know, I'm, I imagine there's some parallels there as far as just, um, you know, the the readiness coming out of college is really impressive to be able to step into pro ball right away and produce like he did. Um, you know, I don't think there's a right or a wrong within how quickly you get called up. You know, I'm sure there's going to be a point when he's absolutely ready to play in the major leagues, but he might, you know, might be in the, in the minor leagues. And it's not a question of if his bat could immediately play at that moment, but what's the best thing for him and his career and our team. And, you know, my call up had some crazy factors out of my own control with people getting hurt. And, um, you know, it's just, it's so difficult to predict, but, um, you know, I think for him, um, yeah, just keeping that the long term in mind, um, knowing that he's got a skill set that's going to play at this level, and um, you know, in a lot of ways, he's ahead of where I was at at that time. So, um, yeah, seems like an impressive guy, and I'm excited to get to know him more. In 2021 spring training, you hit 380. Uh, you're the talk at camp, and they send you to the minor leagues to begin the year. Was that the best? Was that the worst and the best thing that happened to you as far as? looking at your professional career, working hard, not taking things for granted. I don't know necessarily if you needed that, but how did that impact you and what you've done since? Yeah, you know what's interesting about that is, so that was 2021 and uh, was sent down and, you know, obviously felt like a a huge deal at the time. But, you know, now when I reflect on 2021, 
like that was nothing compared to the you know the injuries that I had that followed like right. that was just a little blip compared to actually missing months on end with a couple things and that was much more impactful for me mentally and um you know and, and impactful for my season too there's so much weight that you put on on the put on the front end and making it out of camp but the reality like I was up I think two or three weeks later after that point and still had an opportunity for 500 plus at bats that year in the big leagues if I need to stay healthy so it's just interesting how things in in each moment in time obviously feel feel so monumental but you never know what's what's coming on the back end of those um but I'm definitely grateful for playing in the big leagues and especially playing for the Cubs and um like you mentioned sometimes those things kind of put that into perspective talking with Nico Horner for a few more minutes here on Inside the Clubhouse Chicago Sports Radio 670 the score Okay, Nico, it is still a privilege to put on a Cub uniform, but how different is it this spring? Got to ask you about the new uniforms that everybody's talking about. It seems like a few people are complaining about. Are they that different? What's the biggest difference? So I haven't actually worn it doing baseball stuff yet. I've thrown it on in the locker room. Um, It's more of an athletic feel, so I think that could be a good thing when it comes to actually playing the sport. The, the, The nameplate, you know, it's no secret. It's it's small and it looks different. I think, like most things, you know, we'll get used to it pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, I mean, at, at a glance, I think I prefer the, the old ones. But uh, I think we'll we'll be just fine. And then the the pants are are totally fine too. So that was that was more what I was worried about, honestly. Like when you have pants that just don't fit right in baseball, it's not a good feeling. So I'm excited the pants are good. <laughs> You know, one question I never asked you last year, and I'm surprised I didn't, was with with the new rules and no shifting, guys like you and uh, and Dansby were able to show what a quality infielder and range is really all about again. I, I wonder how much you enjoyed last year compared to the years before with shifting and feeling like uh, there were three people in the closet and with you uh, on defense. Uh, how, how different was that, and how much more fun might have that been? Yeah, you're right on right on point with that. I think, you know, there were times when I would be in between Riz and Javi, and, like, all of our ranges were overlapping so much that I felt like it kind of canceled out and, like, took away from some of our, our skill sets that we had. Um, and so when you have an infield full of good athletes like we do now it's like it's really to our advantage and especially with our staff and the way that they work with some of the ground ball heavy guys I think it it really is a nice fit um and and fun like you mentioned there was plays that popped up that you know were really challenging plays that I sometimes I made sometimes I didn't but it felt like the way that you know the game's supposed to be played and there's still some some movement for one batter to the next but um, for the most part it's it's kind of baseball as we've always known it which I really like so, Nico, you said you have live batting practice later today. When you have live practice yes. in spring training, whose stuff do you fear or dread facing the most on your own team? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I feel like it's usually kind of some of the younger relievers that obviously have really top-end stuff, maybe kind of a bit of a chaos factor. Um, <laughs> I don't know immediately. I guess Luke Little and Palencia sure throw hard, and they're letting it rip already. So, you know, those are guys that, um, you know, definitely I don't think anyone wants to face either of them all that much in season or out. So but those are guys you want on your team for sure. So sounds good to me. As far as uh, your radio career, you were on the score last year. How would you rate yourself as a, as a radio broadcaster? I think it's been enjoyable to listen to. What, what What's your own critique on – 
on how you are on the air? <laughs> um, well, it's a lot more fun when, when things are going well, I can tell you that much. Um, <laughs> but uh, early in the year, I was, I was probably a little stiff. I'm still getting chemistry with the guys, maybe a little more generic answers. Um, and then I feel like as things got more, more comfortable as the year went on, it was something I really looked forward to and nice to have that you know, check-in once a week. And well, looking forward to doing it again this year. You did a terrific job, and we're looking forward to having you part of the station again, Nico, because you do add a lot to the Parkinson Spiegel Show, and we're lucky that you're able to do what you do for us. So, so thank you for that, and thank you for your time this morning. Yeah, thank you, guys. Have a good one. I appreciate it. Nico Horner, Cub Gold Glove winning second baseman. And, Bruce, you mentioned the Parkinson Spiegel Show. They talk about all things, including the QB1 debate with the Bears in the QB1 Town Hall Wednesday, 2 to 6, in front of a live studio audience on the Parkinson Spiegel Show at the Blue Cross Blue Shield Performance Stage, also joined by football experts, if they can find any. And they will. They can weigh in on the QB1 debate that everyone's talking about in town. That's a QB1 Town Hall, Parkinson Spiegel, Wednesday 2 to 6, right here at 670 The Score and on your Odyssey app. Or you can watch it live on Twitch and YouTube. Nico Horner is just a lot of fun to talk to, Bruce. Whether I think because what you asked him there at the end reflects he takes his opportunities in front of the microphone seriously, and he always wants to bring something and add insight. Yeah, and, and you know, the, the fun part of, you know, having uh, players that are experts like Nico is you, you can segue between, uh, you know, a hard sports baseball talk and uh, pop culture and have fun, okay? Because ultimately that's, that's what you want to do. That's why the guys want to do it. He's, you know, if he does a show this year, he's making some money, but it's not about that. He, he, wants, to be a, he wants to be a voice that's heard out there as well, and, and he's a leader of the Chicago Cubs, one of them. So uh, I, I think it's, it, it brings an awful lot to the, uh, the, the fan out there to, to hear a guy like him articulate every, uh, every week on, uh, on the score. And he's totally on point about what is the difference in his game. Now, you give him credit because he's a gold glove winning infielder. You give him credit because he hit 22 home runs and he is an asset at the plate. But you know what, Bruce? The difference in Nico Horner, he played 150 games last year and 135 the year before. Durability. The availability, that's the biggest ability that Nico Horner has brought the last two seasons because if he can stay in the lineup, he's going to help you win. Well, I proved during my 40-year career that uh, showing up is about 90% of it because the other 10% is not very good. <laughs> I would argue with that, Bruce, but our texters agree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to keep see, the conversation I, see, going. They, they, lo- they love me now, David. They love me they now. They love you now. I love you always, Bruce, and always will. We're going to come back when we do – Pedro Grafal said something this week that's worthy of a little chin music. I have something else to tell you about, though. Obviously, you want to listen to the Mullen Haw Show every day, 530 to 10, because they know what they're talking about on that show. And you can tune in Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday of this week for a chance to win, wait for it, a pair of tickets to see the Blackhawks and the Red Wings next Sunday, a week from tomorrow, at the United Center. You want to be there, 5 o'clock, 3.30, the retiring Chris Chelios' jersey. I'm going to be there. It's going to be a ton of fun, courtesy of Bud Light. Easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. This is exciting. We're going to give away two tickets each day to the Hawks and Red Wings for Sunday at the United Center. If you can't go, you, you want to get those tickets because you want to make time. Because Patrick Kane, by the way, 
returning to the United Center. Chris Chelios retiring his number seven jersey. This is going to be a lot of fun, Bruce. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. But we're going to talk baseball when we come back. Pedro Gafal gets a little chin music. It's inside the clubhouse. Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Some chin music. Hey, Aunt, how about a warning? Sure. Watch out you don't get killed. <laughs> because sometimes in baseball, you've got to send a strong message, especially when someone has it coming. Each Saturday, David and Bruce come in high and tight with a response to something that deserves one, like this. You know, this is a division that, you know, obviously nobody's scheduled to run away with it. Why not us, right? You know, we're here. we got to play 162 games. If we were out of it already, then why play? Right. You know, we're not out of it. we got 162 games to play. And we got close to 40 days to prepare for those 162 games. So I know they got to do their job. And, the, you know, the percentages of the percentages, you know, our job is to prove them wrong. You know, and that's, that's what we're working on. little chin music here on Inside the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 to score. David Hall, Bruce Levine, till 11 o'clock. Why not? Us, Pedro Grafol asked earlier this week rhetorically. Bruce, can you answer him? I can. Uh, one sentence, you're not good enough. <laughs> um, that would be the quick answer. Uh, I, I like the positivity, David, very uh-huh. much. Uh, if he said, hey, you know, uh, we don't really have a chance and we don't, we're, you know, we're just going through the motions. We'd, we'd have him on chin music as well. Either answer, any answer was going to be chin music, right? So if you're in his seat, you probably have to say the same thing. I, I think some, a team that wins 75 games, David, would be a massive improvement with young players that were moving forward to 2025. I think that would be something. And more importantly for White Sox fans, I wish them to be able to watch good baseball. 
clean baseball, good defense, yeah. guys hitting behind runners, right. pe- people showing some energy. Definitely. Okay? Say that. that. That's all. Say well, that. I, I, I don't think you can tell your players, yeah, we're going to win 70, only 75 you games. You don't have to that's say that either. You, you, don't, you, you can be vaguely enthusiastic. You can be yeah. vaguely enthusiastic. And I know it's easy to sit here and say, you know, this is what they should have said after they say it. I don't have a huge problem with why not us. It is a cliche that every underdog coach or manager is going it, it, to apply. It is a crappy division, okay? Make, make no mistake about it. it it's, it's not a good division. I, I, I personally think Detroit's going to step up and probably win that division this year. Okay? You know who's happy but to it hear might that. Be, it, it might be 83 games. You know, Ro- Romulus Robbie Triano, our producer, is nodding his head saying, yes, go Tigers. Great stuff. I love the great report. No, no I mean, that's a, there is a possibility for everybody. Is there a possibility for Kansas City, who lost more games than the White Sox? Uh, you know, the, the people there doing uh, baseball talk radio shows right now are probably saying, you know, you, you'd have to be dreaming to think they're going to step it up. But they spent more money than anybody in the division this year so far. They spent uh, a couple hundred million dollars. So, and, well, no, actually, 400 million. Uh, because they they locked up uh, Bobby Witt to a long-term contract. So more than half of that went to uh, Bobby Witt. But again, um, you know, this is a division winnable. But you have to be a good team in this era of baseball, David, because you no longer play 76 games in your division. You play 52. And you have to be able to beat all the teams in baseball at this point. That's a little different uh, chore than just winning in your division. Let's face it. The White Sox are going to be a collection of projects and guys on prove-it deals. They're going to be full of guys like we heard from Mike Soroka who are trying to reclaim uh, some past success or glory. And I think that puts them in a position where you don't expect much. The bar is very low. Guys like Mike Moustakis, who is a three-time All-Star, who is a reclamation project, and who had this to say Friday – on the Foul Territory podcast about what he's doing in Chicago and why he is excited about his opportunity with the White Sox. You know, that's uh, that's a conversation uh, we're going to have to have with, uh, you know, Pedro and uh, and Getsy and, you know, all the guys and seeing what they're uh, they're asking of me. And I, I'm pretty sure I know what the answer is, is going out there and being myself, being, uh, you know, the, the player I've been in the past and, uh, you know, now that I am a, a little bit older and a little bit uh, more of a veteran going out there and, you know, showing guys how to do things the right way and uh, kind of being more of a, of a leader aspect and doing my job and knowing what my role is. So, uh, you know, all of those things, uh, you know, obviously all uh, come together and we'll be in a pretty good spot. What do you think, Bruce? Mike Moustakas, he's the perfect White Sox 2024, right? You know, you're such a sarcastic guy. Have you ever thought about, you know, a little bit of change of attitude once in a while. Just take it for what it is. You know, the guy has been a big plus wherever he's gone. No, he, he hasn't played very well the last couple of years. Uh, do you expect much from him? Do you expect him to make the team? I don't know. All I can say is I'm looking really forward to the Chicago White Sox going out there and not being the dead-ass team that they were last year, okay? I can't, I can't watch that no-energy uh, guys looking at each other like they don't even know how to play the game type stuff. That was just that, that was probably the worst season I've seen, not just the record-wise, but just from a, a collective 
energy level and way that they went about it. It's probably the worst that I've seen collectively of a Chicago team in, in my career. It was just, it was hard to watch, and I, and I felt I felt really bad for White Sox fans last year. I think the word that Mike Soroka used was gritty, and he feels like that is the, what he senses early in camp. That's a good that's a good word to use, and that's a good descriptor of a team that was lethargic too often last year, that did have all these kind of mental lapses, and you wondered what they were doing out there uh, going through the motions, if you will. So I say with all sincerity, Bruce, that that should not be an issue this year. Pedro Gafol should be a year better as a manager, and maybe last year was his internship. This year, they can't. They can't come out. The one thing you have to demand from the White Sox is effort, focus, and being fundamentally sound. Talent, if you fall short on talent, everybody understands that you don't have a $100 million player. You don't have a superstar outside of Luis Robert. You have a lot of limitations, but you can bring your focus and energy every single night. You do have a $400 million player. It is Luis Robert. He's in center field. He just happens to be a bargain right now. David, look. Uh, Grafal has as much to prove as the players do, okay? He doesn't get a free pass just because uh, they all quit on him. He, he, he bears a responsibility for that last year as well. So he has, he has plenty to prove to uh, the White Sox organization and, and the and people of Chicago as well. But uh, what's expected of him is that his team plays professionally. This is a professional baseball team. So if somebody goes out there and he has his head up his butt, you have to take him out of there, send him to the minor leagues, release him. You have to see good play by the Chicago White Sox. They don't have to win games, but they, they can't lose games by, by being complacent and not being ready to play. And that was the Chicago White Sox in 2023. When I was being my sarcastic self earlier this week, Bruce, during the morning show, I asked our listeners if they could name more than two White Sox relievers. Many couldn't. I don't know that I could without consulting Google. This is going to be a bullpen brought to you by Google in 2024. I wonder, what did they do in the bullpen? Who down there do you trust, Bruce? Besides Garrett Crochet, who's now going to be a starter, there's really nobody who has done enough to warrant any kind of confidence, is there? Not really. I mean, you know, you have some veterans they brought in. You know, you, you have some rookies that are going to be uh, vying for it. I think Michael Kopech is the closer of the future for the Chicago White Sox. I might be in the mi- minority, but I believe that uh, that's where uh, they could get the most out of him. It's not the first time I've said that. It's not the first time you and I have talked about it. I just think that would be a good place to start for them. Uh, forcing Michael Kopech to try to f- throw five or six innings and throw three or four different pitches when he can go out there and dominate an inning with two pitches if he gets his legs back under him and he's, he regains some of that velocity, was, which I expect to see back up there at 96 or 97 this year, that would be a good place to start. I, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people will say, well, if you're not going to win, why do you need a closer right now? And I, I think establishing players in the right spots for success, I think that's, that's the key for the White Sox. And, and moving forward and becoming a better team. You alluded to this earlier, thought it was an excellent point, and Michael Soroka seconded that by saying there are no analytics that measure what a veteran catcher can do for a pitching staff, for a bullpen that is relatively unknown. Martin Maldonado and Stasi are the 
tandem that the Sox will rely upon. I don't know how, if they can fix everything, Bruce, but you, it, it kind of this week the news, Yasmani Grandal signs a $2.5 million contract with the Pirates that is kind of a way for him to stay in the league as a backup catcher. How do you feel about the Sox catching situation? And could that be, defensively at least, in terms of the overall approach, and we talk about being cohesive and playing hard every night and being locked into games, could that be a strength of this team? Well, look, with all due respect to, to, to Wilson Contreras, a huge difference in the Cubs pitching staff last year was Jan Gomes being the catcher, okay? I, I don't think anybody can really argue that. Um, Wilson's a, a great baseball athlete and a home run hitter, not the defensive catcher or the leader behind the plate that Gomes was. This, the same can work for the Chicago White Sox with Maldonado and Stasi, Having that guy behind there who they're confident in, more importantly, a guy that can go out there and let them know what they need to do or what they aren't doing or just relax them for a moment. There's some simplicity to the catching uh, job as well as uh, detail. Being the guy's best friend, understanding each individual pitcher uh, differently, that is something that uh, Gomes is a master at. That's something that Maldonado is a master at. That's something Stassi showed he's good at. This is a, a big part of pitcher development for young pitchers, and I think it'll go a long way for the Chicago White Sox if they have enough quality pitching to throw out there on a daily basis. One more White Sox-related question, Bruce, before we get to a break. This week we saw Ken Rosenthal from The Athletic basically report or in a story about what's going on in, in with the free agent market, which has been very quiet. Tim Anderson has apparently an offer from the Miami Marlins and it might be the only one he has, which is a remarkable fall from grace. A guy who was the face of the White Sox not that long ago, fell off mm-hmm. the cliff last year. Just wonder what you think, number one, the future holds for Tim Anderson, and if you have any, any more idea about how he got so irrelevant so quickly. If I'm his agent, David, I'm saying don't take uh, the only offer that seems okay at this point. I, I would say wait. You have a, a guy that uh, most people don't think is a great shortstop anymore that they want to play second base. But you also have a baseball athlete that can hit 300, that's going to get a fresh start. Once injuries start taking place in other camps, I would definitely tell Tim, hold on, wait for two weeks, wait for three weeks. Don't even be afraid to wait until opening day. Somebody's going to lose a valuable shortstop and second baseman for a long period of time, and you're going to get what you want. You're going to get a two-year deal with an opportunity to play every day in the major leagues and reestablish Okay, sure. Welcome to Fantasy Island. I I would maybe risk tearing a rotator cuff, reaching for the pen so fast so he could sign the first deal that's there. Bruce, Tim Anderson was terrible last year. What makes you think he's going to be any better? Sign the contract with the Marlins, who, by the way, won 84 games last year. This is a good team. This is a good opportunity. What's he waiting for? As Don Zimmer would say, look at the baseball card, okay? He's a 300 hitter, okay? He's on a milk cart, not a baseball card. He's missing. Where's the real Tim Anderson? He was missing. He's back. Look, I saw a different Tim Anderson the last six weeks of the season. I agree with you. 
and there's there's no argument that he was uh, MIA last year all year long. But he came back. He started to show his love for the game again. Uh, the situation with him on and off the field, not a good one. Didn't respond well to it. Injuries have certainly plagued him. Maybe not the same baseball athlete he was. Still a good baseball athlete. I still think he's a, a, a 300 hitter somewhere. Find a, a, the right position for him. I don't think he's a, a shortstop. He's probably a second baseman. But he didn't all of a sudden get bad at baseball as far as hitting goes. I think he'll be able to, to refine that. I think attitude has an awful lot to do with it. Uh, and somebody will make him an offer or he will fall into a place where there is an injury and have an opportunity. That's what I wish for Tim Anderson. I hope you're right, Bruce. I really do. I think a lot of people are hoping that Tim Anderson lands on his feet wherever his next home may be. I want to talk about Cubs pitching when we come back. Time for our final break. But remember this, spring training obviously underway. Bruce is in Arizona, and you're getting all kinds of insight from him throughout the week. And for the latest news on the Cubs or the White Sox, you can listen to chapters from our show here inside the clubhouse or any of the shows Throughout the week, each topic that is covered is broken out so you can find what matters most to you. Get started, download the Odyssey app, then search 670 to score and tap on a recent episode for any of the shows that you missed, or even this one, if you want to go back and listen to our interview with Michael Soroka or whatever the case may be, or just hear Bruce and I yell at each other a little bit more as we did in the first hour. When we come back, we'll get along nicely talking about the Cubs pitching staff. It's inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio. 670 the score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I know I could pitch in the big leagues for all 30 teams. Um, I know I belong there, and I just know that I just have to wait for my opportunity. And, um, you know, I got to control what I can control. You know, there's nothing wrong with dreaming the day after a start that you might get called up. But, you know, once bullpen day rolls around and you have to get ready for your next start, I want to be locked in. I mean, if I can, I'll be a AAA all-star. I'll be the best pitcher there is in AAA. That's fine with me. I just want to pitch and be myself. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. And always live on the free Odyssey app presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Final segment. Thank you for joining us this morning. That was Ben Brown, big right-hander for the Cubs. Might get a chance this year, might not, Bruce. But I think that when we talk about why Jed Hoyer might not be as nervous as some other people about Waiting out Cody Bellinger. Oh, you want him. You want to belly up to the bar. But the Cubs privately, internally, you know this, very excited about the pitching prospects and the depth that they think that they have. You're going to hear a lot about Ben Brown, as you just brought up, and I got to talk to him yesterday. Got that uh, sound bite from him. You're going to hear an awful lot about Cade Horton, who is the number one pitching prospect in the Cubs organization. And according to people that I talk to, is expected to make his ascension to the major leagues without injury by mid-year. That's as quickly as they think he'll be there. Just a little bit more seasoning in the minor leagues. The one guy 
shockingly goes totally under the radar for me, David, and you're going to have to explain to me why, is Javier Assad. Mm -hmm. Okay? This guy pitched phenomenally out of the bullpen. He was a terrific spot starter last year, and he doesn't get any ink. He doesn't get any attention whatsoever. I thought he was as essential to the Chicago Cubs hanging on last year, being creditable till at least the last two weeks of the season uh, in, in that pen and as a rotation pitcher uh, when they lost um, once once they lost Stroman, this was the, the the most important guy in that pitching staff. He pitched great. I, I just don't understand why we don't hear more about him. I know why. He's 26. He wasn't drafted. He wasn't a guy that was identified on draft night as oh you got to watch him. Ooh, look at he his background. He's largely overlooked in that way, and he's easy guy to take for granted. But you're right. That's a good call. His versatility is so valuable. I just think, you know, uh, somehow he's going to emerge as a really important middle reliever in baseball or go back to the rotation if there's there's injuries or there's failure and just do the job. He he showed that much. And uh, I, you know, I'm going to be watching very curious about where he goes this year. Consider that Javier Assad has been a member of the Cub organization since July 27, 2015. <laughs> Almost nine right. years, Bruce. That's I know. He's been the Invisible Man. That should be his nickname, the Invisible Man, <laughs> Javier Assad. But, uh, I, you know, he, look, um, he didn't have the greatest baseball body in the world last mm-hmm. year. It shows, you know, uh, and, and this year he reported camp he looks in, in terrific shape. It shows, you know, the Bartolo Colones, the David Wells, you know, uh, even, uh, you know, the Lance Lynn's at their best. You don't have to have a great baseball body to be a, a great baseball player, okay? You can be a, you can be five foot five like, like uh, Altuve. You can be 300 pounds like Bartolo Colon, and you can be a really good baseball player. Maybe part of the beauty of the sport itself. I'll throw one more out there. You know I love Jordan Wicks, but another guy, Nico Horner, mentioned when I asked him about what arm he fears in live batting practice. Luke Little, who is anything but. His last name is an oxymoron. He's 6'8", 220. He can bring the heat, and he will. Just another arm that you need to keep an eye on in spring training, maybe contribute this year. And, Bruce, I'm glad you're out there watching it for us. Today was a terrific show. Love going back and forth and terrific job getting our guests. Thank you to Nico Horner and Michael Soroka. And thank you to Robbie Triano for keeping us going. And thank you to you, Bruce, for all that you did to make this a lot of fun. David, always a pleasure. Uh, people can follow me on Twitter at MLB Bruce Levine on our website, 670thescore.com. Steve Rosenblum, a great show coming up, including Bob Costas at 11.30. Don't miss Steve's show. David, I will keep reporting from here and talk to you next week. Look forward to it. Talking to you on the Mully and Haw Show Monday morning beginning at 5.30, 11.30. Bob Costas joins Steve Rosenblum. You want to listen to that. And you want to keep it right here all week long because it is baseball season. The reaction to the White Sox quest to subsidize their new stadium in the South Loop. A billion dollars will get to that all week long, I'm sure. Thank you to listening for listening to Inside the Clubhouse on Chicago Sports Radio 670 Score. Stay tuned. Steve Rosenblum is next.
You know, you're such a sarcastic guy. Have you ever thought about, you know, a little bit of change of attitude once in a while? <laughs> we really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.